0: the digital platform for the wool industry has been around for some years now and has drawn its fair share of commentary. In recent times there have been a number of sales and some very significant movements with this future facing technology for the industry. So we thought it time to have another look at where it's up to. Welcome to The Yarn, the number one wool industry podcast. I'm Marius Cumming. So Stephen Hill is one of the most experienced heads in the wool trade with over 30 years of buying, trading and exporting with the likes of Ian Laycock, Elders and Viterra. His family is from superfine property in the southern highlands of New South Wales. Stephen Hill has been involved with WoolQ from its inception and I caught up with him to get his views on its progression where he started by stating just how he still has a great love of the industry no,
1: well, Wool's my, my first job at 18 years old on the buying side. Um, started with a company called Ian Laycock, which is a pretty um, iconic Australian company. Um, did Was on the buying side in the northern region for about 15 years, um, then moved to the, the trading side um, with Elders, and when I moved to Adelaide. And that's been, um, you know, sort of another 15 years and through various companies, um, some big um, agribusinesses, um, plus some overseas companies, small companies and big companies. So bounced around a little bit, um, travelled widely, um, selling and meeting the clients, even lived in China for 12 months at one
0: point. Oh, fantastic. So you've seen seen the depth, uh, the breadth uh, and the ups and the downs of the, the industry and just in terms of WoolQ, um you're a wonderful person to speak to because you have that experience, but you've um, been brought on as a consultant to WoolQ or what's what's your exact role there? Yeah, no, I'm um, that's correct. I'm a they
1: call me a stakeholder engagement consultant. So that's and I'm mainly dealing with the buyers and brokers um, um, on the market side of the platform. But, um, you know, I've also got experience because my family comes from a uh, uh, Southern Highlands um, superfine farm. So
0: I have, you know, some interest as well in the other part of it and the grower portfolio. So you started with uh, WoolQ or what was the wool exchange platform. And before that, we had a wool selling system review. You've got sort of like a Dennis Lilly run up to this.
1: No, absolutely. No, I've been part of it from its inception with the, the working groups and the steering committee as an exporter
0: representative sitting on those um, on those forums. So how do you see it going now? I mean, it's um, it's created plenty of talk. It's something that is, is really very different for the wool industry. It's a big change for the industry um, and very much a forward-facing tool for the industry. How do you see it sitting at the moment? Well, you're right, Maurice. It's, um, I mean, it's, we all know it's a very traditional
1: type industry, and this is, you know, potentially, um, you know, a quantum leap from where we've been. Um, I mean, you know, the, the platform, it is what it is. It's a digital portal um, at a very high level. It's just a, a data point for clip, clip information, which um, runs into some grower tools and some farm management tools. There's the, um, the selling platform that gets all the, the press and um, in essence, it's a it's a black box to future proof the industry, which um, you know it's it's open to innovation and whatever it, it, it draws some of the barriers to to entry to to get other um, ideas and and ways to um, market and sell wool,
0: plus um, you know handle your on farm information. What, what does that mean in real terms though? I mean, um, from a from a wool growers point of view, it's a great way to store your information and, and manage that. But from a, a buyer's point of view and indeed a processor's point of view, what does it offer those that are buying our wool? Um, for as far as buying our wool, it, it offers
1: a you know, a digital way to to make that transaction. Wool queue is a facilitator of um, change of ownership. But it also can offer um, um, the, the, you know, traceability stories, which is becoming far bigger in, with the shift in consumer priorities. Um, people really want to know the origin and providence of the products. Um, Wool's got a great story and it's always had a great story, but people are, you know, more keen to hear it these days. And you need that um, robust data suppository from farm to export to facilitate the next steps, and I think even AWI are, are doing um, some some projects and so
0: forth on traceability and blockchain, etc., to um, you know complete that that link. Yeah, and they're, look, they're terms that we've heard a lot about um, from a lot of different people, and indeed, blockchain does seem to hold a lot of promise, particularly for for a. a a commodity like wool and I suppose we're trying to move away from it being a commodity to being a more specialised product that has that great story of provenance behind it but um, is the rubber hitting the road in that sense or are you getting uh, more interest from overseas users of wool that, that really do want uh, the product that WoolQ is offering? There's absolutely no doubt
1: that the um the insistence and the, you know, the requests for that story is coming hard and fast, um, you know, from brands down, um, and you need some sort of electronic thing to to be that starting point. Uh, you know, we're still investigating um, and completing that that journey, but um, the requests and being able to do that in the future, I think, is incredibly important and and, and will be a stumbling block for the industry
0: unless we get it right. Right, so often when we hear of change in the wool industry, it's a, a case of growers wanting premiums for extra work and buyers saying, "Well, you know, this will be a necessity rather than something that you'll be get you'll be rewarded for." Where, where do you see it sits? Um, is there, is this really, is does this really have an opportunity to to reward growers for telling their story? Um. The answer is
1: yes. In the past, um, you know, in the past decades, we've talked about premiums for this and that, and different sort of clip management schemes and so forth. And it's been really hard to demonstrate. Um, there is premiums coming in the market for things like non mules and some some of these um, clip management schemes, um, RWS, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You can really see it coming through now. But it'll be a case of. Um, if you don't do it, you're going to be discounted rather than premiums. I think, but um, you know, time will tell. But there are definitely some things that are that are showing um, um, premiums to be. You know, if you're an early adopter, but it'll be the ones that get discounted if
0: they don't jump on the train. I think. Right, and and by doing that, it's a case of quite a simple process. I've done it myself, putting together a profile of your property uh, as part of your WoolQ profile, and um, I assume. Quite a few people have done that, but also a lot of other businesses um, that are involved with the wool trade. Oh,
1: absolutely. I mean, one part of the of the, the WoolQ platform is, um, um, you know, it's sort of like a, a LinkedIn, if you like, that gives you, you know, contact to an industry network, which includes classes, growers, buyers, processors. Um, there are a few processors on there already and potentially brands. And if they can, you know, view your profile and, you know, lets you know what wool they're looking for, when, and, and, you know, if you sell yourself as a good
0: story, it could be beneficial. So there's been a number of uh, specialist sales already, um, whether it be the South Australian sale that had both uh, Flinders Rangers wool and Kangaroo Island wool, and more recently there was a WA sale. Um, so it seems as though... Uh, that aggregation according to geography or maybe bloodlines or what have you is starting to take place. People are thinking about it. Oh, for sure. That's just one of the, you know, things
1: you can use um, Wool Q4. I mean, speciality sales and promoting certain geographical areas or attributes of wool um, and sell it all in one place in sort of commercial quantities um, to create a buzz, to create interest, um, is 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 one way to do it for sure but you know in the case of the WA sale it was just the fact that there was no open cry that week so um you know we had growers that um were looking to sell so brokers took advantage of of you know another alternate method of selling which is electronic and and you know um transacted their wool in hindsight this time it worked i mean last week um, today the sale was, um, you know, 40-50 cheaper, and they, they got the, the full price of last week. So without a sale in the west, in, in the um, in the west, so they got those eastern prices. So it's just you know other options, um, other ways, other access um, to sell your wool, which um, you don't have to wait for those open cry days, which at the moment only two days a week, and you know sort of a maximum
0: of four four and a half hours in in each centre. Yeah, so recently in Tasmania with uh, super fine growers down there at the Campbelltown Show, and uh, look, they've sort of really led the way, I suppose, nationally in terms of um, future contracts with uh, downstream users and brands. And uh, Tasmanian wool seems to very much have have their own flavour, and uh, they're very very forward looking in terms of marketing. A couple of the growers said they. Struggled with the eSpeci, um, given that you know there there are two. Given there's the AWICS, um electronic speci and ours, is there potential just to have one for the industry? They're both very good and they're both um, essential. I think the eSpeci
1: is one thing that there's a hundred percent consensus in the industry um, that will help everyone, as far as um, integrity of data, no mistakes, and speed of um, all through the system. Um, we don't mind which one you use would actually really love, uh, the AWEX um, um uh, wool clip specie to come into WoolQ. It, it's not a problem for us. It's, we're not trying to compete or dominate anything. We just want, um, to help the grower.
0: Yeah. So in, in terms of growers, are you, you're happy with the number of growers that have set up a profile and are you happy with the where the more importantly, almost that where the brokers are with WoolQ because, uh, a lot of brokers have been um against Wool q for some time, but I noticed that they're certainly part of sales recently No definitely I mean I think the the, the grower sign up is consistent um as more
1: people you know start to talk about it and then they start most people that try see the value in it and wondered why they didn't do it earlier um, there's always been that age demographic thing, and as the younger guys come on to run the properties there um, far more keen to try it and um, to use the, the functionality there. Um, on the broker side, there's definitely been, um, you know, some headwinds there, um, probably because of misconceptions and so forth, but now they're starting to see the value and how it can help their business. We've, we've never asked any one part of the industry that they need to use the whole platform but we would there's there's definitely parts or should be parts that can enhance your business you don't have to use the whole thing from
0: from end to end right and and it does yeah it's interesting isn't it because we've talked about the the wool grower, but obviously the wool classer is important as well. And then there's the broker and the buyer and uh, the exporter and what have you. So there's just so many links in the chain Um, and I I dare say a lot of them need to be, you know, there needs to be a critical mass for for this to to really take hold. And are we actually reaching that point of critical mass for wool Q? Oh, look, I think there's a, a long way to go. We're still
1: very early in the process. Um, and if you compare ourselves to um, the livestock industry, I think they're now, um, you know, sort of 50-50 um, traditional selling to electronic, and I think that's sort of a target where we can get to where we're not in the business of saying, um, you know, I'm actually a quite a you know supporter of the traditional system, but I think you need them running in parallel. Um, it, it will still take some time. I think um, Auctions Plus started 30 years ago. And it's probably the last five that they're really hitting their straps and people are seeing the value in saying that you know we're in the in 2021 we can't be the um you know the only industry that's sort of in in set in its old ways I mean there's a there's a lot of advantages
0: to um, a digital presence yeah it's interesting I, you talk about auctions plus 30 years ago I, I do remember nelcom and then calm and assessing, assessing lambs for market for that. And, uh, that was a very, very long time ago. It's, it's, uh, it's a good way to, to put it, to give a bit of uh, perspective on it all. So it sounds like, um, you're pretty positive towards it. Um, why, why then can't we get a bit more positive news around wool Well
1: Look, I was convinced, um, I'm not in the exporting game at the moment, but I was convinced day one, um, I can't really say why other people, you know, are slow to get on board except that they're, you know, reluctant to change. Um, I think there's an overwhelming majority of people that see that it's inevitable and this will be the future, but um, they're not keen to be, you know, jump first. Um, But slowly, slowly... I think we'll get there. I think we won't be, you know, in sort of a slow horizon. I think once we hit first gear, we'll hit second, third, and fourth pretty quickly. I think it'll be a,
0: a steep climb once we break the back of it. Yeah, it's interesting you mention auctions plus. I mean, I think COVID has really assisted auctions plus significantly, people not being able to go to sale yards and the um, – just – amazingly, being able to purchase stock from anywhere in Australia um, through your computer, it's been quite amazing. And uh, I dare say, hopefully one day, you know, that becomes commonplace for wool too.
1: Well, it has the same benefits, doesn't it? It's its just, um, it, it just makes it easier um, to do all those sorts of things. I mean, talking about livestock again, when you used to put it on a truck and send it to the sales, you, you're basically a price taker. You, you don't put it on the truck and bring it home again they're gone and they're sold the the advantages of the digital selling thing and to you know more access to buyers and flexibility etc is um you
0: know is is being fully utilized in livestock and yet to be fully explored in wool fantastic well it's it's been a pretty interesting birth um the there's a strong heartbeat and uh there's a, a very optimistic future by the sound of it for wool q there's uh, there's there's genuine optimism in your voice stephen
1: yeah, no, as I said, I was convinced from day one. But, yeah, I, I think we're just starting to um, get over some of the hurdles and some of the issues that people um, have had. And that's been, um, you know, probably since COVID as well. You mentioned that options Plus have done, done better since then. But it probably opened a lot of people's eyes and accelerated the process that... Um, um, it's worth having a look at as a business proposition um, sooner rather than later. If it wasn't for that shock factor, we may be even further delayed, to be frank. But um, now I think,
0: um, you know, we're, we're not far off a, a strong wave of support. Well, Stephen Hill, thank you very much for joining us on The Yarn. It's, it's wonderful to hear from such an experienced voice in the wool industry. All the best to you. Thanks, Marius. Anytime. Stephen Hill, there, stakeholder engagement consultant for WoolQ, where he deals mainly with brokers and buyers. And obviously, for more information, head to woolq.com and dive into the digital future for wool. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode of The Yarn. You can follow Wool Innovation on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Send ideas and feedback to the Yarn at wool.com. Write reviews for us on Spotify and iTunes. But from me, Murray is coming. Thank you very much for having a yarn with us.